Welcome back to the Socks and Sandals Podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. This is your boy, Emmanuel Williams, and on this week's episode, I have the one and the only, Paul Grice, Benson Techman, class of 05, sharing his amazing story. Just know that my boy Paul is now unchained. Yeah, yeah. I want to welcome y'all back to the Socks of Sims podcast. Once again, it's your boy, Emmanuel Williams. And like I said in the intro, I got my boy, Paul Grice, with me. Say what's up to the people, Paul. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Paul Grice here. Paul Henry Grice III. Huh. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Love you. My brother. Appreciate you coming on, man. Always, always. You know what I mean? This means a lot. Last second, you came through, bro. Came through in the clutch, man. I appreciate you. It's never a last second, man. We've been rocking for for weeks now. Yeah, man. Years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, this week, man, uh, we're going to get into a lot of things. Um, mainly, my guy Paul and his life. And uh, how old are you now, man? How old am I? Yeah. I'm 30. I'll turn 31 in November. 30 years, man, of excellence. You know what I mean? You can say that. 30 years of excellence, man. I mean, this Amen. dude, known this dude back in high school from playing football. There we go. I never told you this, bro. Yes. You embarrassed me in practice one time, bro. You you remember that? Well, I, I did I did that to so you many do people. You probably did that to a lot of people. I, I, don't, I don't remember. How much, how much you weigh in high school, bro? 235. I was probably 175 as a senior. That's not fun. Bruh. That's not fun. So we was doing we was doing that one drill where it was like what was it? It was uh it was like it was like a fullback and a running back against like one linebacker. Oh yeah, yeah, you're talking about Oklahoma. Is that was it that's, Oklahoma? That's Oklahoma. I thought Oklahoma was one in a uh, in a circle. No, that's bull in the ring. Okay, okay. So he's doing Oklahoma. Yeah. And then I seen you coming, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh!" And so yeah. he was what you was a sophomore at that time, bro. Yeah, when I was playing war. I was just like, "And this dude, bro, you came through, ran me clean over." Because I was like, I wasn't ready. Uh, I didn't realize how ready. big he was yeah. until like he was moving. And I was like, "This thing, yeah. bro, you ran me over in practice, yeah, bro." Man. I was just like, "Man, I just got run over by a sophomore, but you was big, though." Yeah, yeah, I got. I, I, I was ran over. Drew ran me over many a times. But Shout that's out the thing. Drew. Drew, I never got ran over by Drew. Oh man, I never got ran over by Sherm. He was smaller, but like, yeah, you Sherm. know, I tackled Drew. I tackled the twins, Evan and Ryan, bro. Like, oh, yeah, I took yeah. them cats down. You know what I mean? Not to say I may have, but I'm, you know, like I held no, my you, own. You did. You did. Your being thing. a skinny little dude. Yes. But when you came through the middle, bro, I was like, this nigga is something else. I was like, he going D1. <laughs> there, there's a reason why you on VAR as a sophomore. There's a reason. There's oh, a reason. shoot. Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, but, but first things first, before we get into his remarkable story, uh, the trials and tribulations and the victory uh, of this man that is unchained, um, we're going to just do a little uh, society, culture, history, and religion around the world what's going on in the news this week y'all so uh first things first this week in society and culture uh there was an article that i read about mm-hmm. uh, the basically it's like the threat of artificial intelligence on the human race that's a real threat it's a it's a real threat it's a promise what do you what, yeah, so yeah I was gonna I say what do you think I don't about that? I perceive it as being uh, with the facial recognition. Yeah, like they put that in Walmart. Like I've seen yeah. that in the news that they put that in a Walmart. Okay. So if you understand that this 
technology is used in such basic manners of our lives mm-hmm. facial recognition like mm-hmm. those are things that you would never even hear about yeah you know with it being so um present in you know our everyday lives right it's uh it's making it seem like there's going to be doing this stop i mean like this to me that is not a threat because it's already here okay so a threat to me would be perceived as something forthcoming but when it's already here that's uh that's a promise <laughs> like it's a, uh it's real yeah so so there was a an article about um elon musk and Mark Zuckerberg and their mm-hmm. reaction to it. You know who Elon Musk is? Musk, no. Zuckerberg, I know that's Facebook. He's Facebook, so he's found the founder of Facebook. Elon Musk is the founder of Tesla. And I think he has some other company, but the Tesla, the the sports car, that's um, oh, okay. battery-powered or whatever. I've heard about that. I've heard yeah. about that. And, um, and so Musk has, like, legitimate, like, he's really scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he says he worries that um, artificial intelligence systems could soon surpass humans potentially leading to our you know extinction most definitely he thinks that they're going to become so aware and so so much more knowledgeable than us most definitely that they could eventually wage war against us most definitely man that's and, and that's that plays into the the what i was talking about facial recognition like yeah. so if it is perceived threat to you know any if it's a perceived threat to anything that they um uh, they as far as like you know what you say machines or computers yeah. would seem as a threat to their existence mm-hmm. they would have the ability to control satellites they would have ability to control, control nukes, weapons weapons yeah and it's like i said it's with that facial recognition mm-hmm. i mean they can you can get god i mean it's mm-hmm. not this ain't no like this ain't no half stepping this is something that we they don't understand that they're creating a beast and that this beast you continue to feed it more and more and more yeah so i mean it's only so long that you can feed a cub meat Till they become a lion, and that lion—that's a living organism, my brother. We talking about computers. People downplay that it's not a living organism. Like it's a this computer can run on its own. It can do facets in in, in download material way faster than we can. It can process numbers in a, at a rate way faster than we can. That's real. So and yet this has our information. This would have my credit card information. This would mm-hmm. have my address. This would have. These are all functioning So that's what he's talking about. You know, cars are exactly. going to start driving themselves. Exactly. You know, planes. Well, planes pretty much already fly themselves. Um, but yeah, man. So it's real. So so that's what... So Elon Musk is on your tip. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm more of on the Zuckerberg side of things. I don't know what Zuckerberg talking about. So cause, so they had a little, little beef, a little tiff. You know what I mean? Uh, disagreement. Disagreement. So Zuckerberg had his own little sneak disc for Elon Musk. On uh, he went, he had a Facebook Live video, okay. and he was talking about the same thing. And so he said, "People who drum up these doomsday scenario c- scenarios are pretty irresponsible." Mm. So basically, he's that was in response mm-hmm. to Musk, uh, and then Elon Musk clapped back on Twitter oh, and said that I've talked to Mark about this. Mm-hmm. His understanding of the topic is limited. He's saying Mark don't know what he's talking about. Like that's the clap back in the technology world. That's as yeah. gritty as it gets. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, most definitely. Yeah, man. I I mean I don't think I don't think anybody knows we all of the details to be yeah. exact. But yeah. I mean with the knowledge that you do use, you have a responsibility to share it and act upon it. So, to me, we I mean we just had different levels. Yeah. Like like you like we just talked about me and you being on the same football field. 
yeah. but at different times in our lives. Right. So we are at different stages. Mm-hmm. They might be at different stages in their lives, but yeah. be on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, you're going to move upon that knowledge with different with different intentions right. and use it to your advantage or your disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I mean, for to me, it would seem like in um, the technology world or, you know, in the tech world, mm-hmm. for um, Zuckerberg to make a comment against that in which that his... I wouldn't call it his livelihood because I feel like he's going to be straight regardless. Mm-hmm. But with his um, product being in that field, I wouldn't say anything negative about that field. He got to downplay I w- it. He, I would downplay he's going to utilize it. <laughs> straight up. I mean, that, that's like... But, um, I mean, but they're both in that field. But but it is different because Zuckerberg is building websites and products for, you know, online interaction. Stuff with your information. Elon Musk is building cars. <laughs> That doesn't take your like, information. Yeah, he's he's bit like he's his level of advancement with technology. Most definitely, he's dealing with greater things. So yeah. he probably de- he definitely has more knowledge. at stake. He yeah. has more at stake. More at stake, and he has more knowledge into what AI can do because he's already he's I'm, creating that stuff. I believe it. I yeah. believe it. So I, I mean, I, I can uh, I agree with Musk to a certain extent. But, yeah. But to say that this man doesn't have that knowledge like unless I talk to him personally mm-hmm. I wouldn't understand his concept of or know his grasp of what's going on yeah. but for me I would think that you know uh, Mark would have an understanding of that being in that field yeah but Mark Elon he said he talked to him and Mark don't know what he's talking about basically you know what I mean and he went on Twitter to let everybody know that Mark don't know what he's talking about you know what I, mean? I don't know what else to say <laughs> that 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 the, the Twitter beef is real the, the Twitter the, beef is mad the, real the, son. the Twitter beef is real yeah man that's, that's, that's still, uh, I remember on, on, when we used to do it on, on the, the party line. You remember when you used to party, party line? line. line? <laughs> yeah. You remember when you used to call into the party line? No, where you at? Where, where you at? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I guess it just comes in different phases and yeah. sizes now. That's that's what it is, man. What's the next one? The next one is uh, This Day in History. Gotcha. So This Day in History, July 26, 1847. The Republic of Liberia, formerly a colony of the American Colonization Society, declares its independence and becomes the first American colony in Africa to become an independent state, making the West African nation the first democratic republic in African history. Did you know that, bro? I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that until you just read it. Yeah, man. Uh, 1847, man, they was, they was independent. So they still are? Cause they, they still are, yeah. Even with apartheid? Apartheid, that was uh, South Africa. I thought it was North and South. Nah, that was mainly South Africa. Because they were still, you know, they had that going all the way through the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, in 90s too. So, uh, no, that was, yeah. Okay. So, Liberia is on the west coast of Africa, right below Sierra Leone. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, so yeah. So, they declared their independence in July 26th. Uh, 1847 but the thing that jumped out at me you know I mean when I was reading this I was just like what the heck what is the American Colonization Society have you ever heard of that no not really yeah tell me more about that so let me I looked up a little something on there I'm with you you know what I mean so the American Colonization Society was founded in 1816 to assist free black people in immigrating to Africa um oh yeah Marcus Garvey and him no White people. Oh, okay. I definitely and a, and a few black people, but it was money. So, so the brainchild was Reverend Robert Finley, a Presbyterian minister 
from Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Finley believed that blacks would never be fully integrated into American society mm -hmm. and that they would only be able to fulfill their potential as human beings in Africa, the land of their fathers. Is that is that profound or is it? I mean, that was back in 1816. He said that. I mean, I still, I, I think that still rings true today. I mean, I don't, I mean, to, to say something, I don't think you say something like that lightly or without consideration. Like, right. that's heavy. Yeah. That's saying, like, we're not welcome here. As long as y'all want to be humans, then you can't live Dang, in this if position. If you want to be humans, man, good God. That's, that's very knowledgeable. The Reverend said that, too, though. You got to think how, how deep that is, though. It wasn't just a regular man. This was a Presbyterian minister, oh, a man yeah. of God. Well, yeah, he has knowledge. He, I think he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of history mm -hmm. to be able to base that judgment off of. So, I mean, I most definitely, I most definitely uh, agree. And um, I can see the other side of it. Me and my brother had a conversation about that Yeah. as far as the rights of a black man in, in America. Right. And he feels like, you know, every man was created equal. And this is like black people choose to make these decisions. And... Um, what decisions? Decisions to not, I guess, to be on the same playing field with um, our counterparts. That's that's loaded. I'm just so my <laughs> that's my, loaded. Agree, my agreement was that, or my argument was that, um, although we do have choices, mm -hmm. that um, the position in which we started from was different. Oh yeah, that's so, clear. So I mean, with it taking, should be clear, but it doesn't sound like it's with, clear. With taking that into consideration. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what does equal, what does fair, what does human rights even look like at that position when you, you know, have been conditioned and these things have been going on for so long. Mm -hmm. And and slavery's been going on long longer than oh. just white people coming to get black people from Africa. Yeah. Like black people were enslaving black people. Oh, yeah. White people were enslaving white people. Oh yeah. Hispanics, Hispanic like this whole this was go this part of um I don't know what you call it, profession. If that's what you want to call it, yeah, um, human chattel, like human trafficking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, real talk is is been going on or or um, even back in the Bible, wasn't it? Uh, Daniel, his brothers, they got they got all, jealous all the of three them, of them, and they sold them into slavery. Oh yes, yes, and yes. he went to Egypt, and then you talking about then he went into prison, yeah, then he went into then he got out of there and was helping the the Pharaoh, all that. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah, most definitely, I think, I think, but um. Just that coming of realization, that um, that plays into it, this the sense of the starting. Mm -hmm. Where did we start from? We started as brothers mm -hmm. in the same house, mm -hmm. you know, not doing the same job, but under the same house with the same mother and father. Mm -hmm. And yet, oh, I'm sorry. You and could. then yet you, um, yet you see a difference in somebody. And uh, uh, I'm just a, what I believe in is is an anointing. It's anointing over mm -hmm. your life that God gives you that others can see, mm -hmm. and you don't always see that. So when yeah. they see that, they sometimes get jealous, sometimes get envious. Um, I mean, let's be honest. That's that's what it is. Yeah. So um, I don't think that that being on that same playing field is uh, not talked about as much. But yet we don't glorify the the state in which we started from before that, which would be kings and queens. Mm -hmm. So you take a race that was kings and queens and put them in a position like that, mm -hmm. and not give them culture, but give them who you say they are. Yeah. You know, rather yeah, you than strip all that from them. You languages, oh, yeah. religion, all of that. Uh, so yeah, the, the, just knowledge itself. Like they don't know who they are. And that would be the you, human. You tear the family apart because you got their moms, mm -hmm. you know, they're, 
their kids are getting sold off. Most definitely. You know, their husbands are getting sold off. Like, they they separated families. That was the first thing they did. Yeah. You come over, oh, that's your wife? Boom. He's he's getting sold off. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. They, so, they tore apart everything, bro. So, I've been, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe there is a, it's a certain part to it that, um, it rings true with everything as far as we will overcome. I think that that statement is uh, is more than just fit for that time. It's uh, it's fit for a lifetime. It's fit, you know, yeah. fit to to God, you know, choose to do something else with this earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That we uh, we will be in a position to glorify Him. And I, you know, I don't necessarily know what that looks like. I'm just gonna play my part today. Mm-hmm. You know. No, that's real. That's real. So, going back into the um, to this dude. What's his name? Robert Finley. Mm-hmm. So um, he saw colonization as a charitable work that would benefit American blacks and Africans alike through the spreading of Christianity to, to Africa. He also thought that it would prompt a gradual end to slavery. Okay, Mr. Finley. Um, in keeping with the popular thought of the day, Finley saw the presence of blacks in America as a threat to the national well-being and quality of life for whites. He said that free blacks were unfavorable to our industry and morals Mm -hmm. and that removing them would save Americans from difficulties such as interracial marriage and having to provide for poor blacks. Uh Wow. The level of racism from this Presbyterian minister, I mean, it's just, it's blowing my mind. That yeah, not really, but <laughs> that um, I, I was talking to one of my um, to one of my pastors that was over me while I was incarcerated, and uh, uh-huh. I asked him that. I said, so it talks about being God having a chosen people, like you know, you know, coming out of Israel, the mm-hmm. Jews, mm-hmm. and so does this really? Does this Bible teach me to be racist? Like, is there a certain race that mm. is that is so higher see, than others? See, so that's. Me like the Gentiles and the the Israelites. Okay, so the, you know what I'm saying. I, I feel what you're saying. Okay, so we haven't talked enough to be able to get to this point. Okay, but I have a whole series on here called racial deconstruction because I don't believe in race as far as it being a real thing. Okay. The way I see race is just a social construct, and I'm yeah, not the only it? person that you know what I mean. But like I think race is a social construct. Mm-hmm. Um, racism is real because it it affects people, but I don't think race is real. Mm-hmm. I think culture is real. You yeah. know where you're from, the type of culture, like the type of lifestyle that people live and type of customs that they have, whatever. Yeah. But I don't think race is real. So, with you saying that, mm-hmm. is the Bible making me racist? I don't believe that. I don't, and my boy, E Emmanuel Pierce. Mm-hmm. He sees Jewish people as a race of people. I don't see it as a race. I see it as a culture. Okay. It's 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 two things. It's it's culture. It's nationalism. Like people from Jerusalem, Jerusalem call themselves Jews, and then people that proclaim that religion, mm-hmm. like Judaism, mm-hmm. will call themselves Jews. Mm-hmm. So they come in by just being, you know, proselytes. I, I got you. You know what I mean? So back then, when God set His people aside, I just think He took a group of people a region, a culture, or whatever, of people, and called them his own. But I don't think that they were a different race because race, to me, is a hierarchy 
of people based upon certain traits. Ooh. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? I know. I understand what you're saying. So it's and it's more external, and it's more subjective. Like so, the hierarchy of race in America, white people at the top. No. According to how America is set up, right? White people at the top. In my in my estimation, this is how. I okay, that's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm not I, saying this I is agree. a real thing. I agree to I'm disagree. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in this, you know. Imaginative, imaginative. It's not a, your opinion. In this, in this scenario that that the country is founded on, mm-hmm. white people at the top. Okay, they're the smartest, they're the brightest, they're the best. Mm-hmm. Asians, very smart, but they're not white. Okay. You know, uh, Hispanics, Native American, black, all muddled at the bottom. They're savages. A group. A group. They're class. not smart. Okay. They're very spiritual people. Mm-hmm. They're not smart. They're like like this man said. They're they're immoral. Yes, without culture. I mean this this is how they've thought about us. That their race, the Aryan, the white, the European, mm-hmm. is the the pure race, and mm-hmm. everything under that needs to be exterminated. Pretty. That's that's how I see race. I don't see that in the Bible. But I, I think that's how I see race today, though. But I'll let you. I mean, I, I was just saying as far as with the, the circum circumcision. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was mm-hmm. another part of it. Like, if you're not circumcised, then you're not you're not Jewish. A, yeah, or considered a child of God. Uh, well, you're not you're not Jewish because of. But the Jews and the Gentiles. So the Gentiles, Gentiles just mean somebody that's not Jewish. That's all that means. Okay, right. so that's the rest of the world. So that would be uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like you said with the culture, but that would go into a physical, like defect, like something your appearance. Your but it's appearance. but it's but it's not something natural like that. Like I said, race is external, so you have to actually do something on the outside to be circumcised. All they got to do is go sit down in the sun all day, and you kind of look like me a little bit. We'll look like cousins. If, I'm just saying. No, I'm, no, no. I'm saying like within, and I say that. I said, but you said it to be funny. I, No, I'm saying that to say that just far as physical appearance, mm-hmm. as far as in this, in that part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. That's where it was uh, a lot hotter temperatures. Right? Oh, for sure, they was brown. They they were brown. There's no, people. there's no doubt about okay, that. Okay, they were brown people. Oh yeah. So but everybody was brown back then. There wasn't no white people back then. There wasn't no white people, bro. And in this, in mm. this book. Okay. In this book. Okay. I mean, there might have been a few I don't agree. I don't agree because there's this there's... whole story this whole story of the Bible yes. takes place in Africa and the Middle East. Okay. It does not take place in France, England, Denmark, Greenland. Okay. All right. You have a point. Switzerland. You have, you have this you whole have story is talking about the Middle East uh uh-huh. and Africa. So everybody's Egypt. dark. Everybody's brown. Some shade you light. Brown or you dark brown? So everybody brown though. So the pictures that are presented to us are of they was they was done by white people. So, but that that don't mean that is true. I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that is true. I'm saying as far as us going back to say that the physical appearance mm-hmm. of someone mm-hmm. was a factor. Do you think that wasn't a factor back then? It just uh, it just all of a sudden became no. An issue? I don't. I don't. Okay. I I mean I think it's it's all about. I think 
people are tribal and co- like everything yeah. is about tribes, cultures. Like they I'm had the twelve right. tribes. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey. So. Everybody, G- I, I'm everybody like this too. Jesus had a gang too. Twelve disciples. You walk around with twelve dudes. I'm just saying that seems like a gang Jesus to me. Banging, bro. I'm, I'm just saying that seems like that seems like I would be kind of intimidated. Do walk on me with twelve other dudes talking about you need help. I don't need no help. You know I'm so all Let right. me lay hands yeah, on you, let my me brother. Lay hands. I know I'm good with the hands right now. We can talk later. Okay. I feel you, bro. But I say all that to say I don't think, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I think they was all brown. I don't think it wasn't no. Oh, they white. They black, they light skin. No, no, no. Because but it was cir- because, but because because what well, I mean is somebody's lifting up somebody's robe I'm just, and I'm, taking a peek. That's I'm, how. That's the only way you know somebody's circumcised. But I'm saying the physical difference is a this your okay. physical appearance is different than mine. But not, so I'm not you. But it's not physical appearance. That was just a part of the culture. I and got the you. Custom. You feel me? I got you. So I don't think that it was about skin color. I think it was just purely about association. If you're not a Jew, mm-hmm. if you don't do what we do. Same thing with Bloods and Crips. It's all about association. They all black. We all black, but we but a blood will hate a Crip just because of that association. He don't hate a Crip because he's black. That's only one part of the world. I'm just saying. I got I got you. I got you. I'm just saying. Uh um, I don't know El Chapo's people versus. Uh... I don't know nothing about that. Now we get we getting into uncharted territory right now. I don't know nothing about oh, Chapo, shoot, bro. Like uh, the cartel, the some Colombian cartel versus the Mexican cartel. Like all they know is is you from Mexico, I'm from Colombia. I'm getting money, you getting money. I'm trying to take over your territory. Like it ain't necessarily about I'm killing you because I hate your skin. People have been killing people because of associations or lack thereof. Since the beginning, I don't think uh, it's all about skin color. In in my humble, I got you. humble opinion, the I humblest uh, of modest opinions, most definitely. But I mean, just just you know, staying back on onto what we were talking about, um, yeah. you know, with that with that conversation, and then you know, with him um, expressing himself, I don't think that if we put two children in a room together and have them grow up together, one be black, one be white, mm-hmm. I, I think they would. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. I think they would go to love each other and depend on each other sure. as, as if, yeah. and not would not see necessarily color. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a topic of discussion. I mean, we're different shades. Like, what happened to you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it would mm-hmm. not to say that it wouldn't be addressed, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it would be an issue. No. So we that man was conditioned to hate black people. This it was it was it was a learned behavior. This wasn't something that this is true. He was born with. So mm-hmm. with 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 that learned behavior, it was taught. So it's not only that we are fighting against, okay, he hates me because I'm black. Mm-hmm. No, we are getting down to the root and saying, why are we teaching each other to hate each other? Why are we not teaching each other to love each other? Mm-hmm. So that's the real that's the real battle. Not not that. being black or white, but yet the way that we love each other, the way that we value each other. I think, so that's, I, I feel that 100%. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the underlying notion of race it's something that is so hard to even tackle because like a, like what you're saying, bro, like I think this man mm-hmm. would agree with you wholeheartedly mm-hmm. back in 1816. Robert Finley would agree with you or everything you just said, but he still mm-hmm. thinks that Africans shouldn't be in America. He still thinks they're an unsavory people. 
I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you, I, I, I agree with that too because it's, it's something unknown. If I don't know too much about something, I'm gonna perceive it as a threat or be uncomfortable. I'm in a situation like that, right? If I'm not, if I don't, well, I can't say that I would, but I can see where he would come from to say that. What I know about you, mm-hmm. I don't like, but I don't know everything about you. But I don't see. I'm not gonna take the time to find out. Mm. So that's that's something we all need to work on. Exactly. We all had that same exactly reaction. Yeah. So, um, but basically, I'm not gonna read the whole article. But I think we got the gist. Yeah, we we got gist of it. And uh, yeah, that was the American Colonization Society's work. They created the colony. They extracted basically twelve to fifteen thousand, um, like free blacks mm-hmm. from America. Most of them from like Philadelphia. Like I, they was on the East Coast, not from the South. And uh, took them over to Liberia, and then mm-hmm. they started on colony. And somebody from Virginia forgot his name, but he became the president. Mm-hmm. He's the first president of that. That's that, what I that thought country. it was Marcus Garvey. I was reading. Nah, something. Nah, I, know, nah. I thought so. That happened before him. I don't know where. I don't, honestly, I don't know that much about Marcus Garvey. Okay. So I don't know. He was if, pushing the movement too. But where was he based out of though? New York. Okay. Did he ever go back to Africa, or he was just trying yes. to lead that movement? Yes, he went. He was. He. But what country? He was. Ex- um, I believe he was. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Exalt, exalted, not exalted, but um, he was sent overseas because mm-hmm. uh, he was born of a di- like he was born over there and came here mm-hmm. and then was like, well, we're pushing a movement to start our own country, start our own. You know, we need our own. Mm-hmm. And okay. so he was pushing a movement like that as well. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember he. I remember hearing about you know he had a back to Africa movement, but exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then to round out this portion of the show, this week in religion. Um, so it was an article that I read, Associated Press. It was saying how um, evangelical leaders are rallying around Jared Kushner amid the Russian probe. Now, do you know anything about Jared Kushner? Jared Kushner, no. So that is Trump's son-in-law okay and so he's been in the news lately because you know trump is having all these issues with him being connected to russia yeah, and yeah. colluding with russia all I, I'm about so that. so kushner he basically he was running his mouth and talking about some meeting that he had with some russian mm-hmm. person whatever before the election and then now people are jumping on him because they're like all right so you're even you're part of the yeah part of the problem you're part of the problem like you're in his camp like you're mm-hmm. in whatever and um and so there's an article that I read, and it was like a lot of evangelical, which in code and in, in the media means white Christians. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? White Christian leaders, they're backing him. Mm. You know what I mean? And they're, they're going in. like and, they, and it's not like someone asked him to do it. They just kind of jumped out the window and just did it on their mm-hmm. own. Yeah. And so um, let me see here. So. So it says uh, in the article, a host of Christian leaders from South Carolina, Pastor Mark Burns to Liberty University, President Jerry Falwell Jr. have been taken to Twitter, releasing statements, voicing their support for Kushner as he spends two days speaking with congressional investigators on Capitol Hill. Um, One person writes, I've known Jared for many years. He's a man of integrity, a great personal friend. That's Paula White. Uh, the gospel preacher, you know, you heard of Paula White? No, no, okay, she's really pretty white woman preacher, very enthusiastic, very like popular. The Joyce Myers? Yes, okay. but like more urban sounding. Oh, yeah, but gotcha. Yeah, so she was. Uh, she went out there and uh, 
Let's see. Liberty University President Jerry Falwell blasted the endless attempts by the media to keep the fake Russian collusion story alive solely based to solely to obstruct the president's agenda. Um, let's see. Someone else said, and Jared Kushner, they picked the wrong fight. I don't know a more competent person. He's a brilliant. He, he is a brilliant and he is brilliant and he is a man of, of the highest integrity. So it just amazes. It amazes me how like the white Christians like blindly back Trump. And he's like his whole rhetoric leading up to the mm -hmm. election was like mad racist and divisive. And that shocks you? Yes. <laughs> no, it don't. No, it don't. I don't believe that. I don't yes, believe. it does, man. It does. Not not to go back to the subject that we just came from, but I feel like it's a it's a powerful connection. Mm -hmm. Um part of the, the the Vanguard party that you were talking about that mm -hmm. led into Liberia, mm -hmm. they introduced it as, as Christian. So they come in with, you know, like, hey, we're Christian love. Hey, hey, everybody, like, get to know us, get to trust us. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, yeah, this is what we're really here for. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that's just a vanguard party. Like, they use that religion to take over, to dominate. It's it's like a it's like a um, a nice way to say, like, hey, hey, we're coming. Hey, how you guys doing? We love you. We're doing, we're, hey, we're here. We, God bless you, everything else. Mm -hmm. And use it as a front to take over. To me. That's what I No, that's literally what they do though. So when you say that you have Christian leaders that are backing a Trump administration, it makes perfect sense to me. That actually sounds like real right to me. That sounds like that's what they're supposed no. to be doing. Oh, I feel you, man. Like there's a part of me that doesn't You like, don't want to. I don't want to. But also I've been struggling with this mm -hmm. for the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of the reasons why I started doing this podcast mm -hmm. to be able to vo voice my opinion mm -hmm. freely um, and just talk to other people because I'm trying to figure out: Am I going crazy? Am I am I the only one seeing it like this? Right. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, okay, if you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. How can you consistently uphold hateful, discriminatory practices against other people? When Jesus died to save the world, to reconcile mm -hmm. the world, reconcile relation the relationship, relationship between God and man. And we, in that same vein, are supposed to live out the gospel and reconcile ourselves to our brothers and our sisters. If we are one in Christ, mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be family. Our our family are our brothers in Christ, even more so than our blood family, according to what Jesus says and what's in what's in the Bible, right? Wrong, wrong. So um, I've been cussing since I was probably like what, like twelve. Okay. Um, I got saved when I was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, I've been baptized. When I was a child, not really knowing what mm -hmm. I was doing, then I got baptized as a man. Yeah. Um, October of 2016. Mm -hmm. And I still cuss. I am conditioned to do something. Like, I've been doing this for years. So, I have been... But you don't condone it? I, not to say that I condone it, but I'm saying, like, it still comes out. Okay. You see what fine. I'm saying? So, certain situations that 
people might be passionate about. But you know that it's wrong. Who says that they don't know that it's wrong? You don't. They, we, we don't know them. Uh, what I'm what I'm saying is that there's some there's some things in me that haven't aligned okay. with what who the word says that we are. Okay. And how to move. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I don't know this man. I don't know this brother. I know that they say that they believe in God. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're still man. So I don't hold them to an expectation to be flawless or not to still have struggles of their own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me for them to be able to move in that realm, but yet still say they love God. Like, who am I to judge anyway? I don't see your uh-huh. scenario I, I, most definitely. in step with what they do. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Well, I know exactly what you yeah. said. I can see it from that angle, too. Yeah. Most definitely. But I feel you. I mean, and I'm not judging them saying, like, they're supposed to be perfect. Yes, but, you uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not calling them to be perfect. Then what are you calling them to do? I'm calling them to be Christian. As far as, like, you, as a Christian, you're not going to condone and push and promote something that is against Christ. If you're a pastor, are you going to promote something or promote someone that is totally against the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? If that's what you do for for a living, I'm not uh-huh. talking about you just living your life yeah. and you go to church every now and again and you're, you know, learning. I'm talking about you went to school for this, mm-hmm. you went to seminary. Mm-hmm. You... You study this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yet, you promote someone like Donald Trump, who has said so many racist and bigoted things about people blatantly. Yeah, blatantly. Blatantly. Let's say that part again. Him and his people have been known to be in collusion with Russia. And it's not like something that people are making up. Like, it's many stories. Most definitely. But you're going to promote? And condone. Even. So the, the part, the part, and you, the part that you said about with having a um, higher title in the Lord to say in in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so my Bible says that that even though you say Lord, Lord, like why do you do what you do, but yet you say Lord, Lord, and you don't listen to what I do, mm-hmm. you know what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are the people that you know, even though that it says that you cast out demons. Mm-hmm. And you healed in my name. You did all these things in my name, but I don't like, know you. But I don't. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. That's real. I, I'm not. I'm not. And so and, and so I, and I'm not trying to say that they are that because I don't know. I'm. I'm saying I'm, that. So you're saying. I'm saying that. Okay. Like I mean, I can stand on that and say like, if if I don't line if, up, if, the, if, if I don't line up, like I like I said, I still struggle with things. Mm-hmm. If I don't line up and come correct mm-hmm. to me, um. I'm one of them dudes. Like, I'm scared of that. I'm scared of being in that position. Like, okay, I lived saved. I I know I could have done better. But mm-hmm. yet I may, you know, to get to that position where I don't know you. Mm. That's scary. Yeah. But then again, it seems like you can you can see how your life contradicts what the word of, you know, what, what the word of God says. Just when, like you just pointed out. Mm-hmm. How do you say that you're a Christian, but yet you don't love your brother? Mm-hmm. How do you say you're a Christian, but yet you don't see value in the other, mm-hmm. 
or bear each other's burdens. That's what it tells us to do. Yeah. So you can call me Lord, Lord, but you still don't do what I say, what I do, yeah. or do what I tell you to. All right, man, I'm trying to tell you. It's I scary. feel you. I feel you. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> so I don't want to say that they don't have. So I'm. So I'm. I'm taking their professional faith at face value. I'm like, all right, if you say that, why? yeah. But then you were just saying, all right, if you know, if the if the fruit isn't coming from that tree, then. Oh man, you know the bad fruit, yeah. bad tree. Cut Can't have good bad fruit on a good tree. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness, man. Oh, so goodness. so basically, and so in this in this article, one of the closing statements was um, one of the pastors. He said, "Jared has been a huge instrument in giving us access to the White House. So this is just us showing our love and support back to him for what he has done." For our faith-based community, so that's—I mean—that's what I think. That's what all it is, man. Mm-hmm. Like they getting access to the White House, mm-hmm. they, you know, getting access to do certain things, certain mm-hmm. policy or whatever. Yeah. And um, and they're just playing the game, using their power to get there and play the game and get stuff for them, like take care of themselves, for getting churches to—I don't know—I don't know what they're doing in in the I White House. They, but, you know, we don't know, but but then again, we know that it, it's a hookup. Like, why would you talk bad about the plug? I'm just saying, why would you t- try to salt on the plug when he's plugging? Man, that's bad. That's what it is. That's what that's exactly. Hello, baby. But yeah, man, that's this. That's this week in the news. Um, socks and sandals Hello, edition. Baby. Socks and sandals. Yes, sir. So what we gonna do is, man, we gonna stick a pin in this conversation Hello, right baby. here. All right. It's gonna be part one. Part two. It's all you, my brother. Okay. Hello, baby. That's that's cool, man. Yeah. So let's go. We gonna bring it back around. Tune in, y'all. Stay tuned. Hello, Stay tuned. tuned. Uh, we going live for this. So <laughs> some of y'all might have already seen this on Facebook Hello, by the time man. you listen to this. But, uh, yeah, you can also go on my page. Um, hit me up on Instagram at EmmanuelSense85 or on the show page at SXSNDLS. On Twitter at SXSNDLS. Um, Paul, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, I'm on Facebook or um, Paul H. Grice III or my email address is Mr. P. Grice at gmail.com. You on Instagram? I'm sorry? Instagram? No, I'm, I'm not Instagram. Like, I'm Twitter. Snapchat. I'm not Twitter. Snapchat. I don't know what my Snapchat No worries. Oh, Snapchat is, is Peace and Prosperity. Hey. That's, that's my Snapchat. I, I think I remember that one. Help yeah. me. You know, I'm trying. Hey, you got it. You got it. <laughs> one day at a time, man. One day. Yeah, love y'all. Love y'all too. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Hello, baby.